Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 80. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Hey guys, welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. And I have a really kind of unusual guest or a pair of guests today. We've never talked about this topic before because it's not really fun or sexy as they admitted, but we're going to talk about the importance of tracking your numbers and bookkeeping today. And I met this couple at Justin Williams' recent event, Flip Hacking Live in San Diego. It was a great event. And Kirk and Joni are going to share with us um, what they do for real estate investors and why it's important to have good books and good numbers and tracking. So with that, welcome to the show, Kirk and Joni. Hi, thank, thank you, you for having us. us. Well, thank you so much for your time. I mean, this is the kind of thing that is an afterthought for most investors. I mean, people don't go, I'm going to get into flipping houses and I'm going to figure out how to do bookkeeping for it. No, that's like the last thing. It's usually like, oh, I have to put this on a tax return. Oh, I better start gathering some receipts. Were those in the back of my pickup truck or where was that Home Depot receipt? Oh, you know, and then they, it's just such an afterthought for most flippers, um, unless they are former CPAs like myself. But, you know, most people are not like that. So why don't you um, tell us your backgrounds and how you got into doing what you're doing and we'll go from there. Well, um, my background, of course, is in counseling psychology, so you would you know, naturally go into bookkeeping, but of course. <laughs> um, I basically worked in the corporate world um, at the executive administrative level. I did um, some training, um, things like that, and then I started doing bookkeeping for a consulting firm for about six or seven years. Um, took a few years off when our son was born. And when I came back to work, um, I decided I wanted to go back into bookkeeping and met a guy named Mike Simmons and um, his partner, Mike Cowper, business partner, Mike Cowper, and started doing their books. And, you know, they're successful real estate investors. And it just kind of took off from there. They introduced us to this whole new world. And, and Kirk was, you know, right in it with me from the beginning. And um, REI Books was shortly bo born shortly after. Awesome. Yeah, we had Mike um, Cowper just on the show a few episodes yeah. ago. Oh, he's yeah. great. So, yeah, yeah, he's the one that said that you guys need to come on, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for yeah. that. <laughs> so, Kirk, yeah. what's your background? Uh, you know, similar, uh, corporate America for uh, for a long time, um, automotive world, which is what brought me to Detroit in the first place. Uh, but uh, but then, um, you know, midway through uh, my that early part of my career, I switched over and I did banking and mortgages for twelve years. And so, uh, so when we really got into the real estate piece, I was pretty familiar with, especially the finance side of it. Uh, and then um, I took the jump, left the mortgage world, and, uh, and this, uh, to do this full time, and it's been a blessing ever since. It's been great. Awesome. So the name of your company is REI Books. Is that right? REI Books. Yes. REI, REI and that stands for yeah, real estate investing or investor books. So designed just for real estate investors. So why don't you start for those of our listeners that really don't know too much about bookkeeping? What's the difference between bookkeeping and accounting? So, um, so I always like to think of bookkeeping as part of accounting. It's kind of the first 
part of it, um, and it literally is keeping the books. Um, and uh, in the old days, it was written down in a big ledger and a big book, all of your uh, ins and outs. Luckily, with uh, computers, we don't have to do that anymore. Uh, but uh, but I definitely think that uh, that it's important. And so the bookkeeping, we're going to keep. Uh, an accurate record of, uh, of your finances, a complete daily, weekly, monthly accounting of where the money comes in, where it goes out, and make sure it's in the proper categories. It, an accountant is going to come, of course, help you with your taxes um, you know, and your CPAs, uh, depending on your relationship, probably going to do some more uh, long-term financial strategies, tax strategies, things like that. So we work hand-in-hand hand with them, uh, but, we, uh, but we're sort of the you know, boots on the ground, day-to-day uh, -day, uh, part of it. That's good. And what costs more typically, bookkeeping and bookkeepers or accounting and accountants? I would say probably <laughs> CPAs cost more than bookkeepers. Yes. Right. Yeah. So bookkeep, I just wanted to clarify that. So bookkeeping should be, you know, a lower price point. And bookkeeping is something you need ongoing, ideally probably monthly or a minimum quarterly, whereas the accounting or the accountant can step in once a year for tax planning and tax preparation and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and if we do our job, then it's going to make the CPA's job that much easier. And it'll, you won't have that that headache where, oh my gosh, can I put this off? Can I get an extension? <laughs> when do I have to meet with my accountant? We'll, we'll have you set. We'll have you ready for that meeting. Yeah. And it can save you money on the preparation of your taxes Absolutely. too. If you don't hand them the proverbial shoebox of shoe box, right? and yeah. figure out what happened and what goes on the tax return. So um, I noticed in the download that you prepared for our listeners, which I'm very excited about, that, that you say it's important to reconcile your bank accounts. Can you talk about that a little bit, like why that's important? Absolutely. Well, you know, mistakes happen and oftentimes banks will, um, you'll find duplicate transactions or, um, you know, even sometimes through the bookkeeping system, they'll just come through twice or you're getting charged for something that maybe you didn't even realize you still had on a uh, set up on a credit card. So when you go through and reconcile your accounts, you can really double check and make sure that everything is a hundred percent accurate. Um, if there's something left out there straggling, you can look into it and find out what it is and, and take care of it. So yeah, it's very important to reconcile um, monthly and not try and do it all at the end of the year and, and have 12 months worth of reconciling. Yeah. And I just have a quick comment on that too. I mean, it's important to do your bank accounts and your credit card accounts. I mean, my credit cards often have probably 30 to $40,000 a month going through them as flippers often do because you're buying a lot of materials. Well, I pay for the materials myself and then I pay contractors for labor. Some people just pay the contractors for materials mm -hmm. and labor, but mm -hmm. I like to just pay for the materials. And my thinking behind that for you listeners is that I tell my contractors, it's not on you whether I pick the $2 or $3 foot tile. That's on me. So I'm just going to pay the materials no matter what they are. So I like that. And I give them a Home Depot credit card and one contractor I trust has one of my Visa cards and I'm checking everything. But just um, last week, 
I got a credit card statement and I thought, oh, I should really look through all this and see what's going on in there. And I'm training someone new. So I was writing in coding, which I don't often do. because it's always, always the same as last month. And I found like three different monthly services that I shouldn't have been paying for still. One that I'd forgot to cancel, one that I did cancel, but it obviously didn't go through on the cancellation. So, I mean, nice for me. I'm, I got back like $600 from requesting refunds. But if you're not checking it, you just think, oh, just put all those statements in for the end of the year. Well, I'll be dealt with later. Then, you know, it can really cost you a lot of money. That's where this part gets sexy. Who wants more money, right? <laughs> go on a nice date with your partner or go have a party or a nice vacation with all the money you're going to save. So tell us, too, about the importance of keeping personal and business money separate. And how do you do that? <laughs> well, that's a huge thing, yeah, especially in this industry. And a lot of people start um, being on a shoestring. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and it's the ideal scenario would be you would have completely separate personal and completely separate business. And, you know, they never meet each other, but life's not perfect. And, and, and you know, that's not probably realistic, especially if somebody's uh, beginning. So the best way is to, if you have to infuse your company with personal money is to make a deposit from your personal account into your bank account. And then that's a, um, a, a, an owner contribution. And then of course it's business income. That's fine. But I think the real question comes down to what if you have your personal credit card and some of those expenses are personal, some of those expenses are business. Uh, this goes back to my mantra of keep every single receipt. And when you, have the expense make a notation there's a lot of electronic ways to do it uh, with uh, different software uh, we mentioned some of them in the download um, but but even if you just write on the back of it what it was for what was the business expense which property did it belong to and then we come back to reconciling you give that information to your bookkeeper or you keep it aside for yourself and then at the end of the uh, uh, at the end of that statement uh, cycle, you can go through and, and split out. This is personal. This is business. Uh, so the last thing you want to do is have a bunch of business expenses on a personal credit card, and then don't don't take advantage of the write off. Don't put them into the system, and then you've just spent money that uh, that you're not getting any uh, you know any tax uh, benefit for. So yeah, big big uh, big on keeping personal and business separated. But if you can't please track it. Yeah, I agree. And it's so easy to do. I mean, I have uh, this little wallet that opens up and the top section is my personal credit cards and the bottom section is my business credit cards. And yeah, even though I, I've got a lot more going on than the typical person, there's the rental company and the flipping company and they have multiple credit cards. You can start with just one even personal type credit card. It doesn't have to be a business credit card. Just get right. another MasterCard or Visa or whatever, and you just put a sticker on. This is for all my business expenses. If you don't have an LLC or whatever, it's okay. Even open up a separate sole proprietor, just another bank account. I'd open another one that said Holly McCann, checking account, whatever. And just so it's so much easier to track and it's better. It's a great habit to get into so that you don't get in danger of the piercing the corporate veil later when you start having an entity. And if you're just mixing everything together, a lawyer would just say, um, you don't have a business. Everything's mixed together. Therefore, you're liable for all the bad stuff that happened that we're right. suing you for. So 
Yeah, it's really important to keep it separate if you're new to this world. Is Because when you amass some wealth and some assets, you're going to be more of a target for lawsuits. Mm-hmm. So you've got to build that protection in, right? <laughs> well, I, I, that's a great point. I mean, people look at you as a real estate investor and you own property. They don't need to, they don't know all the details. They just look at somebody who owns a couple of houses. Oh, they're, they're a pretty good target. Uh, so that's, that's a great point from the protect yourself standpoint. Yeah, definitely. So what are some of the things that you've seen or uncovered that um, were pain points or regretful for some of the people that you've helped? (laughs) Well, uh, we've taken over quite a few books for people who had very good, reputable bookkeeping companies uh, doing their books, but they didn't know real estate. Mm. And so we got in there and, you know, the settlement statement, they didn't know how to read a settlement statement. So the funds were completely put in wrong and um, that's really bad. <laughs> so it's so important to, you know, find a bookkeeper um, that knows real estate and, you know, make sure that those settlement statements, all those transactions, all, all those transactions, there's so many are getting put in properly that they understand how real estate works. I couldn't agree more. It's super important. And and what Joni's talking about with the settlement statement is whenever you buy or sell a piece of property, you get um, an escrow statement, something called a HUD one, and it's got a whole lot of lines on it usually. You know, everything from a property tax allocation, there's loan amounts and interest amounts of getting paid off or on a new loan on you. And there's all kinds of things that are deductible. You just got to do it the right way and at the right time. And is it a write-off right away or is it going into your cost basis? And you need someone that knows what they're doing and Kirk and Joni obviously know what they're doing. So yeah, that's, that's something you can really um, mess up on. Yeah, I've even seen where people, um, they, they stick, you buy a house, but in the bottom line, let's say it's $20,000. That's how much cash you brought to close after a loan and, and expenses and everything else. And that's in the books as the cost basis of that property, not the 80000 or the 100000 actually was because there's a loan in there. And uh, so, yeah, you're really messing yourself up if you don't um, read the settlement statements and have a bookkeeper who knows how to Break do it. Break everything out. Yeah, or if you're doing it yourself, just you know, break it out. It's, it's, it's not rocket science, but it is bookkeeping. It's pretty. Well, I'd say, yeah, it's like a foreign language. It's easy if you speak the language, but if you don't, then you have no idea what to do. So definitely get some help. And it's great to get a referral from someone that, you know, is a bookkeeper for real estate investors in particular, or just hire Kirk and Joni and don't take a chance because I'll vouch for them. They know what they're talking about. I can tell. Thank you. So, um, Kirk, you were talking too about some of the value that you guys bring to the table is that you help investors kind of um, use their reports from a business standpoint, as opposed to just, um, you know, typically what an investor would do is, you know, give someone a bunch of statements, say, give that to the the CPA and file a tax return, and then they may not even know what's going on. So what what's um, something that you know, you would help them understand or some reports that would help them in their business. Sure. I think uh, um, mainly because of my corporate background and Joni's corporate background, um, you know, we've owned rental properties in the past. So, so we come at it from 
the how does this help my business grow forward model as opposed to just taxes. Taxes are important, but uh, um, but you could also use bookkeeping, proper bookkeeping, to look at a look at your numbers monthly. Are you making money? Are you losing money? Um, we advocate uh, with today's technology, you can keep track of your sales and expenses uh, all the way down to the property level. So once that flip is done, you can go back and you have those numbers and review it. How did I do? Uh, I like the way that flip worked. I didn't like the way that flip worked. And now you have something you can benchmark against other properties that uh, helps you budget maybe for future uh, projects. And, uh, and, and just if you, so if you look at the books from that standpoint, as a real business tool. This is where my money's coming from. This is where my, my money's going. Um, you know, then, then you, I think you have that. Um, and, and along those lines also, a lot of our clients both flip and wholesale keeping track of them, keeping those things separate, then you can really, hey, you might like flipping, but maybe wholesaling's making you more money and you want to put some more effort there. But again, if you have the numbers, you can do all kinds of analysis. If, if you do it, if you do your books on April 14th every year, you're probably not taking a lot of time to do the analysis. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and I've definitely noticed um, extra expenses in the utility category. Like when you've got a vacant house that you're flipping, you can be a target for theft of electricity and water. Mm -hmm. Ask me how I know. Yes. Um, <laughs> so depending, you know, what area you're in, I mean, I've had people, you know, plug in a big extension cord to my house and run it over the fence to them. And when you're utility bills go up. Like if I wasn't even opening them, whatever the accountant deals with that stuff, I wouldn't know. But like all of a sudden, hmm, that's a bit high. Maybe we should go check out what's going on over there. So yeah, I mean, you got to use them as a management tool um, of how, how you can improve your business, right? And then you look at how much you make if you're a wholesaler and a flipper, how much money you're making based on the time that you invest. That's where you add, you know, the human capital element. Like, okay, that wholesale deal took me 10 or 20 hours. That flip deal took me a couple hundred hours. What's my return on investment of time? So you can look at that when you have them all separated out. So is it important that you, I mean, you kind of address this, but um, do you have to separate all the expenses by property? And you're talking about writing properties on the back of receipts and stuff. I mean, what's that all about? Is it for taxes? It's all just income and expense? Well, it's a great, it's like Kirk was saying, it's another great way to see where you are on a property. Um, for instance, we keep what's called a bottom line report for all our clients. So it's out there on a shared drive all the time. So they can go out and see exactly what they have into a property, um, you know, what they bought it at, how many expenses they have, what the utilities have been. So if they get a deal, uh, they know exactly what they need to get out of that deal. Um, so yeah, I mean, keeping track by property is, is very important in this. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, yeah just go ahead. Well, it also goes back to a point you were making earlier about, um, capitalizing expenses. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're keeping it separate, then when you go to your CPA and, and you're making those decisions, you know, these expenses can be part of your cost basis. These can't, um, but if you keep it by property, then uh, it's potential uh, that that can lower your tax consequences as well. So uh, yeah, so we keep uh, all the way down the property level for all of our clients and we recommend you do the same. Yeah, yeah well said. So how important is it to keep receipts and do you have to have a receipt 
to be able to include something in your books or write it off? Like what if I lost a receipt? Do I just lose a write-off or how does that work? <laughs> well, so uh, uh, the IRS will accept um, PDF versions of so electronic copies of most receipts. So, uh, and then I know that the rule is you don't have to keep a receipt for something less than $75, but if you're going to keep them, keep them all. You know, that's, 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 that's my, my theory about it. Um, but no, there's a lot of other ways to do it. So if you have a paper receipt, my recommendation is make it electronic, scan it into something. It can be a folder somewhere, you know, a file folder, or if you're using a software program like QuickBooks, you can obviously scan it directly into that. Um, but then you have it because your paper receipt's going to fade. It's going to roll around the bottom of your truck, as you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. It's going to blow away. It's going to end up wadded. Uh, so you don't have to worry as much if you lose that paper receipt. And then you can use other things like you mentioned, uh, say, Home Depot earlier. Take advantage of their Pro Extra account. They'll keep their, your receipts on their website, on their cloud. And uh, um, so it's a great tool to go back if you ever have to look at one. But it's also there and it's in the cloud and you have it forever if you ever do need to, you know, look back at that for, uh, for an audit or for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of keeping all receipts. Do you guys recommend an app? Do you have any clients that use an app for receipts? Um, many of them use the QuickBooks app because they can just, you know, it goes right into their books. Um, they can make any notes if they want to, and then we go in and, and categorize it accordingly. Uh, another app is it's IFTTT, uh, which comes through. Um, we have a receipt email that our clients can use, and it just comes through as an email to us, and we can put it right into QuickBooks. So it, it's great. I know there's a lot out there. There's a yeah. out there. That one Joni mentioned, it stands for if this, then that. So you can, um, it's a very popular uh, website, but for, for receipts, you can just take a picture. And if you take a picture receipt, you can immediately send it to an email address or your bookkeeper, or whoever's you know keeping that for you. Uh, Expensify is another one that I think mm -hmm. a lot of people have, have used. Um, and if you really just aren't going to do it, Put them in a file folder, put them in an envelope or a box. You can use an app called Shoeboxed. You can send them that. They'll scan it, put it on a disc or, 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 or send it to you electronically, and then you'll have it that way too. But take advantage of the, of the technology that we have and put your receipts in the cloud. That's that's awesome. I love it, an app called Shoebox because that's what it is. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. So what other advice do you have for um, real estate investors when it relates to bookkeeping? Do it. Um, yeah. don't, go, don't go from your checkbook. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, um, probably you, you asked earlier, one of the more common things that, that we encounter immediately is people who just don't have the bookkeeping set up. And sometimes they're just early in their business and they haven't done it yet. Um, sometimes they've just gotten really good at Excel spreadsheets and, and, and that's fine. But uh, um, if that works for you, God love you. If, uh, uh, but, but have some kind of bookkeeping, some kind of way of keeping track of your, of your system and then keep up with it. If you're doing it yourself, daily, weekly. Mm -hmm. um, too many times we talk to clients who just think, man, I, I want to use you, but I'm six months behind or uh, uh, once a year I spend a week <laughs> huddled up in my office away from my family going through. I mean, just use it. We talked earlier about how it can be a tool for your business. Just just keep up on it. And if, you're not gonna, if you can't do it yourself, it's mainly because of time in this industry. 
hire somebody. It, you you will make more money getting another deal than you will ever pay a bookkeeper. Okay, say that sentence again. That's that's profound. <laughs> I say you as a real estate investor, if you hire somebody, whether it's us or somebody else to do your bookkeeping, you you will have time. And if you use that time to get another flip or another wholesale or another rental property, you will make much more money on that deal than you will ever pay a real a bookkeeper. That is so well said. And when someone, if you think about it, like this person, you said, oh, I'm just gonna lock myself away in my office for a week and do it all. Imagine like maybe you could get a deal without that time and would you make five grand? Is it gonna cost you five grand to hire a bookkeeper? No, it's not a good use of you as an investor's time to do this. So hire Kirk and Joni or someone else to be doing this and don't be wasting your valuable time because the other thing is we investors are not as efficient at it we don't know what we're doing so it takes us a lot longer than it takes someone like you because we don't speak the language and know how to work it all and the software so tell me what um what is your favorite bookkeeping software do you guys do quickbooks yourselves Yep. QuickBooks Online, um, which is great because, you know, obviously we have clients all over the country. So um, it's just great. It um, works well. It's very robust, works well for everything we need in, in real estate bookkeeping. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of QuickBooks. I'm on that myself too. And the beauty of the online is I'm assuming the client can access it and look at reports just like Absolutely. kind of like a Google Drive, right? Like we can both use it just like in Google. So absolutely. They can get in there. We also, um, of course, with their permission, give access to their accountant. So the accountant can go in there as needed, um, you know, which is another benefit because they don't have to wait until tax time to look at their client's books for the first time. So they can, they have access uh, right away and can get in there anytime. Yeah. Well, this is great. I just want to like summarize that you investors, if you think you're saving money by not hiring a bookkeeper, not only is it like spending your time that would be way better suited to go get another deal, but it's going to save you frustration. It's just going to like make you happier. I mean, I get grumpy when I got to deal with <laughs> wrapping up the books to deal with um, the accountant. So just think about like, it's such a small price to pay to free up your time and go get another deal. You've got to think of it like, this is going to let me go make another deal will more than pay for itself. So guys, um, Kirk and Joni, why don't you tell people like generally how you work with people if they're interested in like taking that next step and learning about working with you, what it looks like on a weekly or monthly basis, approximate pricing, like all of that. Yeah, sure. So the first step would be for us to get to know each other. You go to our website, reibooksonline.com. Uh, you can, and there's a free consultation. Um, you can pick a time that works for you. And we're just going to get on the phone. We're going to talk about your business, um, talk about your bookkeeping needs, and make sure that we're a fit. Once we agree that we are, you know, the first part is just a seems like a whole bunch of information, but it's not that bad. You know, we'll walk you through it. We'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Um, we do as much of that for our clients as we possibly can uh, as far as helping them set things up. Um, but uh, once we have access to uh, their QuickBooks, if they already have one, or we set one up for them, or uh, and have access to uh, what little information we need from banking and uh, uh, credit card accounts, then we just jump in and, uh, and and we start going through it and we're doing a lot of uh, probably some back auditing going back a few months depending on your situation and uh, uh, we always tell people bear with us for about the first 60 days we're gonna ask you a ton of questions but that's so that as 
we get to know you better and better, the questions become less and less. And uh, uh, we're, we're big on communication and big on using technology to, to help our clients communicate with us in whatever manner they feel more comfortable with. So then is it like a monthly thing where your clients email things to you monthly or do they have ways to give you like download only access to their bank account so then they don't have to be as involved or what does all that look like? Yeah, it's a great question. So, uh, so a little bit of both. And again, we depends on how each client likes to work. Um, but, uh, but we have an automatic bank feed from your bank into the, your QuickBooks account. So we see the transactions on a daily basis. Uh, after a while, we get to know your business and we know what those go to. So we don't have to ask you as many questions because we work with so many investors. We pretty much know what all the marketing ones are, all the advertising ones, all the you know, website ones. Uh, so we can use those, uh, use our knowledge to make sure those get classified properly. And then when we do need to trade, I'll say paper, uh, it's, uh, we'll walk you through the apps. You can email it to us. You can put it in a shared drive. You can use your own Dropbox and give us access to that. Again, we try to we, we try to work around however each each client likes to work. Um, and then it is on a monthly basis. Um, we, we charge a monthly flat fee, uh, and that ranges uh, depending on uh, really your level of activity. Uh, so they start from three fifty a month. That includes QuickBooks subscription. Goes up from there uh, again, depending on how big of an investor you are at this point. And um, with that, you're going to get monthly P&Ls, monthly balance sheets. You'll get P&Ls uh, every time we close a property. Um, we can customize reports. A lot of our clients like to see things like, how's their marketing expenditures? And so we'll put together custom reports with whatever our clients need. And, uh, you know, we're really in their books daily, weekly. So, so we, don't, you know, we don't have to wait till the end of the month or something. We're working on it all the time. Well, I love it. And that way they don't have to be in the books daily, weekly. They get their reports once in a while and, and that's all they have to do. They don't have to think about it. I love that they can send receipts to you, send it, forget it, and then you give them back the end product. That's fantastic. So I sure hope you guys, um, you listeners will take advantage and at least do the free consultation. How and where do they um, find that? What's the name of your website? It is reibooksonline.com, and there is a button on there that just says free consultation. They can go right in and, and set up a time to talk to us. Awesome. And because you listeners heard them on my podcast, they're offering 50% off their first month if you use the code HOLLY. Real easy to remember there. <laughs> and um, just for listeners, I'm really excited. They put together a wonderful two-page bookkeeping tips for real estate investors. Really great information there. It's a great little primer, like way to get started and what's important and why it's important and kind of some do's and don'ts. So you guys can get that by going to hardhatholly.com forward slash 80 because we're show number 80. And you can also get this download and our past downloads by texting to the number 38470. You're going to text hard hat, all one word, hard hat to the number 38470. And then we'll give you this download as well as our past ones. As you guys know, we have great downloads from our guests, really helpful, useful tips. So with that, thank you so much for coming on the show, Kirk and Joni. You provided so much good insight for the sometimes dreaded subject and topic of bookkeeping. But hey, you guys, if you're afraid of it, Kirk and Joni will take the pain out of it and make it easy. You can tell they're 
easy to talk to, non-judgmental for those of you that don't know what you're doing. <laughs> They're going to be kind and nice and help you get everything sorted out. So with that, thank you so much for being on the show, Kirk and Joni. Thanks, Holly. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show. And let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of. For the show notes and free downloads for this episode and all others, go to hardhatholly.com.